0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to my corner of the internet. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, the leading global payments provider helping sellers keep more of their hard-earned money. Each episode on here will feature leaders in the digital space to help entrepreneurs grow their knowledge and understanding of the Amazon and e-commerce world. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? This is Ryan Kramer with Ping Pong Payments. I'm the affiliate marketing manager here you joined us on Crossover Commerce. So thanks again. We just got done with a webinar right before this. So if you're live on LinkedIn, go ahead and stay tuned because this is also a great t- conversation. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, with me is the wonderful uh, Melissa Simonson of Empowery. Melissa, welcome.
1: Thank you, I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yeah, sorry about the technical difficulty. It's like matching up schedules. It's, <laughs> it's so fun in the, us in different time zones and whatnot, I'm on the East Coast, you're in Idaho, correct?
1: That's correct. Yeah, we're on awesome. mountain time here, which I don't think really exists.
0: <laughs> it, it doesn't. It's like the, the if you have like four, st- four children, it's like the last one they remember. It's always Pacific yeah. or East Coast or Central and then yeah. Mountain Time's last. So <laughs> for those of you international, it's a it's fun to always play catch up with people on different time zones. But thanks for joining us today. Um, we're super excited to talk. Um, I was able to talk myself with Melissa last week on Empowery uh, is, uh, their co-op, uh, e-commerce co-op that they, that you run as GM, correct?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Awesome. That's, that's a cool good. title to have. I love general manager of running everything. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, we can dive into that, but yeah, uh, why don't, for people who don't know what empower is or just a little bit about yourself, if you can kind of give a little bit about your background, um, how you got to where you are today and kind of that context of why you're an expert in what you do.
1: Yeah. So uh, for those who don't know me, I'm Melissa Simonson. I entered the e-commerce sphere uh, through Empowery about, oh, it was about the end of 2017. And then we launched Empowery in 2018. Um, and at that time, it was just kind of an idea. Um, but I had to learn real fast because <laughs> we this is sort of a thing where we are flying the plane as we build it. So uh, we're kind of putting things together that are necessary items for um, sellers and things that are necessary for partners. And we kind of bring those two components together to make a win-win situation for for people. And we started it as a nonprofit so that we could be sort of a voice or even a lighthouse in sort of the dark seas of e-commerce that can be uncertain and a bit terrifying at times uh, so that we could say, listen, we're we're looking out for you guys and we'll show that to you guys by making sure that you guys are the ones that benefit from any referrals and and the business that you do with our partners. And so that's why we formed it as a nonprofit. So kind of along the way, it's been a bit of a journey. Uh, I don't know how much you want me to get into here.
0: Hey, we we got the time. So yeah, feel free. So how did you, um, so that's obviously a vision, right? What's kind of your expertise before you joined Empowery? Like, Obviously it's a family. I, I personally know the background, but for those of people don't know, like who's all involved in it, who, the, brain chill, the brain children, if you will, are uh, family members behind all of this. It's a super cool concept, especially if you're in the e-commerce space, wanting to kind of connect with people who are experts in their field, not just as sellers, but as service providers. So yeah. how did, how did they bring you into the mix on all this?
1: Well, interestingly, actually, this started uh, with Steve Simonson and his partner Evan Hackel, um, and they brought this in front of um, the Catalyst eighty eight group, which is uh, Steve's mastermind group. And they wanted to um, they wanted to find a way that they could put people together in a trustworthy way where people felt comfortable, like in a mastermind, where you could actually, you know, talk to people, get advice from people, and know that you could trust the word of the people who are responding. And it's such a, a rare thing that people mostly go to masterminds for that and they they really don't have many other places to turn to. And so um, we do consider a portion of what we do um, mastermind and we do provide mastermind level content. But when we were putting it together, then you know Steve was thinking, how do we take this idea of a mastermind where you could go up to somebody and say, hey, I'm having this particular problem with my business. And someone like Steve could say, well, this is how I would handle it. You know, I would I would start with this. I know a guy who does that service and I could put you in touch. And if you use my name, maybe he'll give you a good deal. And that's kind of what we do. Uh, we put you in touch with the people that could solve a particular pain point. And we've already pre-negotiated on behalf of all of our members. So taking that small idea of a mastermind and a one-on-one conversation and really trying to put it on a really broad scale so that it is something that can help more than just you know that one person in that one conversation was really the vision, and the Catalyst eighty eight group was kind of the founding members uh, initially that said you know this could work this is something that we uh, stand behind, and so that that was sort of the founding area. And then Steve needed someone to run it, and so he contacted me. My background up to that point, uh, I've done a lot of different things, but I had been running my own business for a while, um, sure. and I had to again. Uh, take something I wasn't super familiar with and learn fast.
0: <laughs> no, absolutely. I think that's everyone in the e-commerce space, right? It's like, yeah. you're not an expert in it. You just kind of have to get your feet wet and jump in head first.
1: Absolutely. Or feet first,
0: yeah. <laughs> depending on you. Yeah, and
1: what's crazy is a lot of people, you know, they start out and they they come into e-commerce. They learn the ABCs first and then, you know, they walk before they run. But interestingly, as I entered e-commerce through Empowery, I really had to learn more of the high level stuff, the mastermind level stuff first. And so it took me a while to kind of catch up to some of the uh, initial phases, which is why I partnered with another of my brothers uh, to sell a product so that I could kind of get some of the other basic information that, you know, it's like being able to spell supercalifragilisticexpialidocious (laughs) but not being able to spell cat, right?
0: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I mean, you got to start somewhere. So what was that experience like for you? Like, uh, was this like a long time ago? Was this... You know, still going on? Are you still selling?
1: Uh, yeah, so I I do still help one of my brothers. I mostly have done uh, sort of the customer review areas and the customer contact and um, that kind of thing. And I do some of the behind the scenes for um, Seller Central and making sure that we have inventory and that all of the stuff with our three PL is going well. So some logistics and things like that, which is so interesting um, to look at from the empowering side of things and helping our members and just looking at it from like, okay, this is a voice on the other end of the phone or through email. And this seems like a reasonable approach. And then actually having to do that in practice, um, it's, it's very interesting to see how different that can be sometimes.
0: (laughs) I know it's, it's certainly crazy. I mean, all the facets that you think about in concept, right? Uh, like sourcing your products, finding yeah. all those different, finding your listing, finding a brand, finding all these different things that where am I going to even sell? What marketplace do I want to put it into? All Absolutely. these concepts that everyone starting on this journey has to go through. So you had to do it firsthand. That's super cool. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that about you. Yeah. If, I mean, it makes sense going through, you know, if you're going to talk the talk, you better walk the walk. Right. That's right. So, <laughs> so, um, so what, what's kind of the takeaways from that? What's your highs, your lows, um, you know, if if you don't mind sharing, like, you sure. know, obviously, you don't have to share numbers or anything like that. But what what's kind of that well, takeaway from?
1: I would say my takeaways, I mean, often, I'm sure some people appreciate this and some people don't. But my my takeaways most often have to do with mindset. So, you know, with my previous business that I had run before, Empowery, I, you know, so, so I don't want to be repetitive, and many people know this story That's because I've good. talked about a few things. But go ahead. <laughs> I got to the point where I had to, you know, it was a financial mess, and I, I absolutely just needed to make money, and so I started uh, my service-based business here in Idaho, and I was able to run it and scale it and everything. But I, I got to the point where uh, personal things started kind of affecting my life. And, you know, I, I was separated from my ex-husband and we were going through the process of divorce. There's just so many things that you don't realize are going to affect you. And then I sort of willfully decided would not. <laughs> and that doesn't yeah. actually work, by the way, if you're curious. <laughs> um, it did affect me and it did affect my business. So all of that sort of started spilling over and, and I failed at several things many times. And what I realized is, you know, for a long time, I was punishing myself for those failures. And and I even had crazy thoughts, like maybe I'm not the person who I actually thought that I was. But in the end, um, I was able to flip the script a little bit. And again, this is mindset for me. You have to decide that those are learning opportunities and that that was necessary for you to move on to the next phase of your life. And it really was just almost serendipitous how it worked out that those events transpired And then Steve needed somebody to run Empowery. And it was just such a match made in heaven, doing things that I had newly rediscovered as my why. You know, things that, you know, I passionately believe in, being part of my everyday life, helping other people, being part of my everyday life. And, you know, bringing that meaning to work with me every day, That it was just such a a beautiful thing. And so in, you know, kind of starting something new, as everyone knows, uh, startups are so rocky (laughs) empowery is is no exception to that and so um just having that recent history at that time of knowing you know it's okay to fail and that that gives you what you need that gives you the tools that you need to do better and we've operated empowery in that way that we we try things out and we try to do the best for our members and then we get feedback and we improve and improve and improve
0: that's awesome i mean that's great to hear and for everyone who's joining kind of a little bit later. Got off the webinar, got a snack, came back, and they're like, hey, ping pong is talking. Again, Again, this is Crossover Commerce. My name is Ryan Kramer. I'm the host of this show where we go live with people in the e-commerce and Amazon space to kind of help level up their knowledge and kind of walk away with a new perspective on how to look at Amazon business or their own e-commerce business. I am not a seller. Melissa was a seller or is a seller still, uh, but she's kind of sharing her tips and tricks of what she's come across. For all those who are international joining us, welcome on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, uh, all the fun social media channels. Thanks for joining us. Uh, So Melissa, as a GM, you've probably gone through a lot. And as a seller, obviously, you have gone through lots of negotiation tactics, right? That's what we kind of the topic we want to touch on. As a business owner, as a person who started a sell uh, service, as a person who's on Amazon uh, space or e-commerce space, you're negotiation con- you're negotiating constantly. Um, yes. What what's kind of your outlook in that capacity, like? you, I mean, when we were talking about this concept, you were like, I love negotiating
1: with you.
0: Love, love love (laughs) it. And that's not the first thing I always hear from people. I'm like, God, this this stinks. And like, it's, it's time consuming. It sucks up all my energy and time. And I want to do the fun stuff like sell. So like, what, what about that mindset kind of makes you excited when it comes to negotiation?
1: Yeah, I I actually love it for that reason. I love it because most people think that it's just, um, it's, intimidating, that it's um, confrontational. I just love doing something in a way that I that is not expected. So I actually was, I did a decent job and, and was pretty familiar with negotiating for my service-based business. And, and I could turn a hard situation into a win um, a lot of the time, but I actually still struggled with the ability to um, really push for what I wanted because I really like to help people and that is, is somewhat of a hindrance in negotiating. But you're like, yeah, let's do what you want. <laughs> and then you're right. like, no, I'm working for free here. So um so I actually had to translate that much better. And it wasn't until I began with Empower that I really finally saw the light. And I love talking about negotiations because because people have those preconceptions that I think are very wrong. Um a lot of people think you have to bully people into into giving you what you want or that you have to just roll over. And there is a totally different way. Um, when I started with Empowery, I realized I'm not just negotiating for me and my time. I am negotiating on behalf of all of these sellers. And if they could turn around with their you know, sales or whatever and do a better job negotiating this as one seller, then I can on behalf of all of these sellers that I'm representing. I'm clearly doing something wrong. And so it became something that I was negotiating for instead of Having an opponent that I was negotiating against and in that light, it became very clear that whoever I'm talking to, whoever I'm negotiating with, we we are a team trying to work toward the mutual benefit for us and for, um, you know, whoever the ideal customer is and that you can walk away from that situation having not made a deal but still be friends and still work together in the future. All of these things can be just laying groundwork for a future potential that you just haven't reached yet. And that's such a different way to look at negotiation that actually fell in line with my personality. I'm wanting to help people that it was just like, oh, you know, the angels saying and I was like, I can do this. And it, it's not intimidating at all because I'm just making friends, you know, and that's a whole different way of doing things
0: absolutely well i mean i mean that makes sense like it's all mindset right it's it's how you you perceive your negotiation and what you want to get out of it right like obviously if people can take that approach of bullying one into submission i mean it's that way in life right to get what you want out of a relationship you can take the hey what's beneficial for you is beneficial for me and then you can come out that regards or you can say hey listen this is what i want i don't care what you need or need to get out of this Take this or leave it, or I'll find someone else who gives me all the power. In right. in business, that can that can really elevate you, or they can really burn you. And it sounds well, like that's really propelled you.
1: Honestly, here's the thing: there can be situations where you can't accept anything less, you know, because you're fighting for your members, or because of whatever situations. You know, I'm bound with um, approvals from the board of directors and several different things for for the nonprofit that I manage. So. You know, there's things that are acceptable and things that are not, but it really is the way that you go about it. If you come to somebody and say, this is what we're offering, you either accept it or I'll find somebody who does. That is intentionally putting someone on the defensive. And anytime you put them on the defensive, they just want to win that conversation. They're not really in the mood to to chat anymore.
0: So, Um, yeah, when you come into contact with people like that and they're just stubborn, they're like, I need to win this conversation. What do you suggest to people that are like, I need to either give in or walk away. Like, what if they have no other option and they have to negotiate with this person? What do What do you that's suggest for people? almost never true, though. Like, there's almost
1: okay. always an alternative, and I think that people really need to keep that in mind. This, you know, today only deal, or this, you know, one time only, or this, whatever. It's for one thing, that's probably not the only person who can get you what you want, and for another thing, th- they might not even be willing to admit it at that moment. But this is a groundwork conversation that you could probably revisit in the future if you handle it correctly, even if they're the ones trying to come off strong on you. So in that situation, if you're the one coming off strong, you can say, um, I really I am limited in my options here. This is what I can do or what I have to request from you. I understand if you're not able able to meet that and, you know, no hard feelings. And if you are able to to meet you at that point, then you can say, um, you know, you can continue to negotiate the, the deals. But if you're the one being bullied and there's somebody who is just really coming after you, honestly, most of the time I would say, walk away, have an alternative option in your back pocket, because the way that somebody negotiates is also the way that they're going to do business with you. And if you want somebody who you're doing business with all the time to be bullying you and kind of setting the tone for every kind of interaction that you have, then, you know, I guess that's all right. But I think most people don't really want to be pushed around on a regular basis. So if that's how they're negotiating with you, it's to me, that's a bit of a red flag.
0: Right. Because obviously if they, they went in this concept one time, what's to keep them from doing it again to you or oh. to take advantage of you in another capacity. So yeah, that's a great tip for sure. Um, I know uh, one of our Facebook uh, watchers actually asked me, told me to ask you, um, about the Empowering Women's Conference. So that's really cool. Um, I, I'm I'm familiar with it personally, obviously. And that seems like a lifetime ago pre COVID. I'll talk about oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, what what's the women's conference uh, that this Facebook user was asking about or wants to kind of tell more information about?
1: Yeah, so the Empowering Women's Conference, it was such an amazing event we uh, we hosted on Manhattan Beach um, in February of this year and it was it was really a spectacular event we had so many people who came and they were just they were just there we we set the tone immediately to be you know let's let's not waste time trying to impress each other or prove that we belong here or you know all the stuff that, that usually takes up a little too much mind space when you're first at an event let's skip past that let's assume everybody belongs here and that everybody has something interesting that they can teach you and something they're interested in interested in about you that you can teach them. And then let's just work on finding out what those things are. Let's, let's get into that instead of wasting our time with, you know, the other stuff that I think, you know, I think happens just as human nature at other events. And I think that that really forged some bonds very early on at that event. Um, It was, it was an event to remember for sure.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. So, I mean, was that the first event you guys did? Or was that something that just kind of like stemmed as a uh, brainchild of yours? Or is that, like what? What's in the future for you guys? And Obviously, now we're in COVID stage, and not yeah. no longer pre-COVID. What, what's kind of the next steps for you guys as a, as an organization, as a you know seller, as a person who's connecting people in the space?
1: So um, our first event was actually our Seattle summit that we held in 2019 in Seattle, and uh, it was also a really spectacular event. It was a mastermind level event. And our women's conference was more of an inclusive event for uh sellers of all levels and different types of sellers so there was some wholesalers and some um some retail arbitrage people and people who sell on shopify um so was a lot of different types of people there and so there really was a ton of things that people could learn and we you know my goal there was to get more women on the stage and so we only had women speakers though there were uh, men and women alike at this conference and i think what was a really positive thing was that some of these people had not been seen on stage before, at least in the e-commerce space. So people like Mayan Gordon, who is a TikTok expert, a LinkedIn expert, an influencer with, you know, two point something crazy million views and and followers.
0: She's crazy, I I love (laughs) all of her content. She's all over LinkedIn if you guys don't follow her.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and you know, I mean, it's just, it's impressive what can happen when you take the time to meet people and just talk to them for a few minutes without any preconceptions or any, you know, specific goal of that conversation. And, you know, I think it was, um, it was really interesting to watch uh, these conversations take place. And now to see, you know, now it's October, um, all these bonds that people are so close. I mean, we, some of these women that I met or that met me Um, or that met each other during this conference, we talk sometimes on like Marco Polo and like different apps. And we actually keep in touch more than just, um, you know, hey, how's it going on Facebook Messenger? Which uh, that has never happened to me at another event before. So I I just love it.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's awesome because obviously I I personally feel once you build up your community or network of people, I think that's one of the most valuable assets you have in the space, uh, in Amazon, in selling on e-commerce or just being a service provider, because a lot of people run into the same issues. You're not the only one running into it. That's why it's always important. I would suggest joining groups like Empowery's, you know, public group on Facebook, people are constantly throwing out, um, you know, questions or comments are like, Hey, I personally ran into this problem xyz has anyone else done this like i i'm kind of putting myself out there and that's where the community is there to support themselves whether yeah. it's connecting other people like you tried to do on a on a nonprofit level but also other sellers can be like man like i did the same thing like when i was selling a few months ago this is how i you know solve that salute or problem yeah. so it's really cool yeah um, well-
1: one yeah, of the really great things about Empowery is that sometimes we have, you know, other members who can jump in and say, "Oh my gosh, I had that same thing happen, and here's what I did." And sometimes we could have um, our team members jump in and say, "Oh, by the way, um, you know, good luck with with this situation, but this is one of our solution providers for that particular pain point." And sometimes we have a couple different options depending on what the problem is and how um, that particular person prefers to solve that pain point. Uh, so there could be a, a couple different options depending on what they're looking for. And sometimes that's what you need. You just need the next step to, to go after because you get into this problem and it just feels like there's a wrench thrown in the works and you're like, now what? And you, you don't have the next step forward. And so sometimes just having someone say, hey, here's a link to these people. And then maybe you talk to those people, but they're not the right solution, but they right. gave you an idea for the next person you could contact or they gave you a name. And that's how you keep going down, uh, you know, the path to solve the problem.
0: <laughs> right. Obviously you're hopefully finding people that will help you in that problem or solution, but having those people that you can always rely on, definitely a, a huge community and, and plus to have, um, what's kind of your most exciting thing that you like to tell Amazon sellers? Like what's, what's your key takeaway? Like if you had to tell somebody who's like, I don't know if I want to get into the space, like, well, what's, what's something that you go to like convincing statement. If
1: you um, I would say, you know, if it's someone who's saying, "I don't know if I should get into this space," look, it, it really has to do with your <laughs> your pain threshold and your risk aversion <laughs> level. Really, if you are very risk averse, I I don't know that it's for you. But for the people who are saying, "like it's too late," it's you know, you can't get into it without a huge um, amount of money, and and it's just too late for for people who aren't in the game yet. I think that that's nonsense. Uh, this if you think about how old amazon is and and like how old you know the space is and how rapidly it's changing this is a baby it's a baby that's just growing up it's a tiny toddler just taking its first steps and that's why there's so many changes so i mean nobody i think has completely mastered it because it's such a evolutionary kind of a thing it keeps evolving, and it will keep evolving. So I think anyone who is struggling with whether it's too late to get into this or whether they they started too late, I, I just think that you don't need to pay attention to anybody who's saying that. It's just in its infancy right now.
0: For sure. What um does empower help people outside of just Amazon? Is it more just e-commerce, like in general?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, okay. we definitely help anybody in e-commerce. Um, we do have some people who. They sell on Amazon, but they also sell on Shopify. So we do have resources that help you like boost your YouTube channel or help you with your um, SEO so that you can be found um, outside of Amazon. And then we have, you know, sort of your regular Amazon. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: It's okay. I, I've, I've been putting uh, children and dogs in the background. Hey, no worries. I know everyone <laughs> at home is thinking of the same thing. It's <laughs> not man. a big deal. <laughs> it's all you good.
1: various uh, offense at the UPS, man. <laughs> um anyway more but, amazon yeah.
0: packages being delivered i'm assuming <laughs> that's right
1: no but we do we have a lot of resources that are particular to amazon um because there's so many people that are in that space or like that was their foundation and then they moved on um so we have people who help with uh sponsored products and stuff but we also have you know a resource that helps you with your facebook ads so that could be beneficial whether you do amazon or um, Shopify or other e-commerce sites like Walmart and stuff. We also have a resource that helps you get into Costco, which is a very rare and awesome thing. that Not a lot of people have an in for that's part of the power of the network that we have put in place.
0: That's awesome. So what, what's the thing that you're learning about right now that's exciting you the most about like the community or just like e-commerce and Amazon in general?
1: Oh man, that's tough. Um, You know, for me, like, I really love psychology. I love human behavior. I, it's been interesting for me to see kind of the trends that have shifted in buying patterns with buyers uh, purchasing stuff from Amazon. And um, so, I mean, I've kind of been looking at that and and seeing some of the wacky things that have been going on. It's very bizarre. Um, And then kind of, I've seen a little bit of normalizing with certain products, but a total um, wackadoo response in other products. So I, I actually like that. I like uh, taking psychology and applying it to um, buying patterns and also marketing. Uh, so for me, like I've been focusing on our, you know, Kartra area. And, and I've been very excited about our member portal that we put together for our members, which is a fairly recent thing, uh, but is a, a very much needed um, area for our members and our partners to kind of connect and talk to each other Um so that members can do research on the partner and then reach out to that partner. And they also have a place that has all the content that we've created for our members. Uh, that was not something that we had before. So for me, taking you know, sort of the lessons learned um, on social media and some of the other platforms that we've used and applying those to our own little portal for empowering members, that's been my main focus for the past little while.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, a couple of things that also stick out with me you as trying to go through everything with negotiating and walking through businesses, when you, did you have to source your product from a different country?
1: Um, That actually was something that my brother handled that end of things. Um,
0: So, so when you were with him or what would he say, I guess, in this instance, since he's not with us to join, what, what kind of negotiation happened there? Like if someone hasn't done it yet before they're at the beginning stages of like their seller journey, or they're looking to jump into a new supplier or new warehousing, um, you know, warehousing, uh, space or a VA overseas or anything like that, how do you go about, or what's your kind of tips, uh, to share with people in regards of negotiating on those kinds of behalfs?
1: Yeah. Um, as with most things, I, I think it's important to remember mindset at the beginning. And this is not something where I'm saying like, okay, you know, go talk to the mirror and say, I believe in you. I believe in you. This is something that you have to put yourself in the frame of mind where you remember that just last year before COVID and all of this stuff happened, you know, there's all the tariffs and stuff that were going on. So it was freaking out the, the manufacturers, the factories in China. And then they have COVID and they have to shut everything down. And, you know, that's a huge blow to them. So I, I think that it's important to get your own self into that mindset before you contact somebody. And instead of saying, like, I'm a brand new seller and, and I just want to see what you'll allow me to do. You really need to say, you know, here's what I need are you able to meet my needs? And if not, um, is it something that you can use, you know, the amazing system that China has for daisy chaining um, to kind of help me find that resource for the button or the zipper that I need for that, or, um, you know, things like that. So mainly what I want to get across to people is they need you. And when they are talking to you, it's going to come across as, you know, you should be so lucky as for us to give you such a low, low, Moq, but they need you, and so you just need to tell them what you need. And there's a lot of other things. I mean, I could point you to three or four of Steve's um, podcasts for uh, and webinars that he did about this particular topic. That says, you know, make sure that all of the specs that you have are exactly in line. Because if there's anything that you have not specified on on your blueprints or your specs. They will change it. Make sure you're doing inspections. You know, when you're having that initial conversation, you know, what are they covering the product? Is, is there some insurance involved? Are you paying ahead of time? Say no, please say no. (laughs) Um, Exactly. What kind of arrangements do you have? And the, you know, rest assured that you have more power in that situation than you think, because they, they really do need you. So you can ask for, you know, a longer, um, longer term for your payments and stuff than you would feel comfortable with initially just give it a couple goes and you'll get there
0: (laughs) exactly what's the what's the one thing that still scares you about selling online
1: it's just the uncertainty i mean everything could change in an instant i think i think you really have to diversify and make sure that you're not putting all your eggs in one basket because there will come a time when something changes and it just ruins your whole day man they're gonna cancel Easter again, or, you know, you're going to have a huge amount of inventory for a particular thing. And that event gets canceled because of COVID or something totally unforeseen. And then you have this huge inventory and you get a $10,000 invoice from Amazon because you were so prepared and did everything right. So it, it just, it means, you know, making sure that you have some backups, making sure that you're selling your product on Shopify, that you have some other avenues that you're that you're using, that you try to get your stuff on Walmart and you know some of the other um, areas so that you're not just completely caught off guard if something goes wrong with Amazon. And ideally you have more than one product so that that can kind of help you bear the burden a little bit.
0: Sure. What, um, does Empowery have a lot of international sellers that join the community or is it more focused just in the United States, which is where obviously we're located?
1: It's definitely international. I mean, we have we have partners and members both um, in all kinds of countries. We have Australia, we have um, China, we have Serbia, we have um, the UK, Ireland, we have South Africa. I mean, we have and Canada. We have we have partners in a lot of different places, and and our membership we have uh, in many different countries as well.
0: That's awesome. So it's <laughs> truly an international, obviously, uh, business but you guys are connected all around the world with other entities and service providers. Um, I'll, I'll kind of like ask my own little questions. What's, what's the one thing that you would guess what would happen in the e-commerce space in the next year or so? Like what's your bold prediction? What's a, like, obviously you're not tied to Amazon in any way. What's kind of your bold prediction, how you think like the audience will react, how sellers will react. What's, what's kind of your, your key insight, if you will.
1: Um, just seeing, actually looking at data and, uh, some of the weird buying patterns and stuff. Um, it, it makes me leery to make any kind of prediction because then we'll get like killer bees that wipe out a <laughs> net or something. And so I'm God, gonna,
0: please so don't, don't let know, that happen. No, I'm just kidding. I
1: don't know if I want to make a bold prediction, but I will say that, you know, Where do you are- see it
0: going? Yeah. Where do you see it going? Like, obviously this is your opinion.
1: But yeah, there's. no certain- one,
0: I'm not holding you. No one here is holding you to it. So,
1: <laughs> um, where do you see it can- going? Different areas of um, e-commerce and your own business and your your particular product can you can kind of use news and you know the goings on in the world as your small short-term future fortune teller, right? If you're right. paying attention to what's going on and and the um, you know airports and everything start opening up, you know, it's a good bet that the product that you've had on the back burner and you pulled out of Amazon FBA, you know, that might be a good time to to start promoting that one again. If everybody's starting to get back into travel, there's things that you can kind of predict safely a little bit and just make sure that you're using caution. You know, there's so much uncertainty right now that I would say your best bet is to be aware of the of your surroundings. And that means like worldwide right now, Um, And then also pay close attention to e-commerce news. You know, all the changes that are being made by Amazon. There's, you know, some of our partners do an excellent job of staying up to date on all of the news and all of the exact particular changes down to the line item that Amazon is making, like, you know, Feedback Whiz and uh, some of those other guys. So if you check out blogs and stay up to date with that, you actually will be able to make your own bold predictions. How about that?
0: (laughs) No, for sure. No, that's, I mean, there's obviously no like fortune telling. I don't think anyone predicted this to happen in the day and age that we're doing, but I think that's also a really cool thing that a lot of people can pivot, um, grow on e-commerce still, and then, uh, supplement that maybe loss that they have in either a brick and mortar store or a different business that they were doing before, uh, COVID-19 happened. And then now they've pivoted to either selling on Amazon for the first time or, you know, growing their business three four times X, or four X. Um, that's really cool. Those are great like tips. Melissa, where can people like learn more about you, your team? Obviously like Steve, you said he has, he's been in the game a long time. I know, I know Steve, um, how can they get these kinds of tips and ask those kinds of questions for you guys? Um, yeah. Um, know, directly?
1: You can go to empowerycom slash contact. If you wanted to reach out uh, to us directly, you could call our, um, our line. It's, 855 the letter m power u um so m power u and uh you'll you can speak to one of the team um at that time and then you could also go to our facebook groups and stuff and steve is constantly doing stuff he's uh, usually sharing that into the empower group and if he doesn't i usually do um so there's uh, there's a lot of resources most of which are free and then if you are a member, then you should definitely take advantage of your ability to log into that member portal because things that other people don't get access to, you do.
0: Right. And obviously there's uh, us at ping pong are members of this co-op. So we're there helping people assist in those questions that they might have about international payments or cross-border payments, international fees, Absolutely. and things like that. Um, so we, we are happy to obviously be a part of that. Um, and it's super exciting to have you on today again, for everyone who's, on LinkedIn, on YouTube, Facebook, live. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, I, I personally don't have any, I mean, I have so many questions I could take up there an entire day, but uh, how, obviously consume this, think about it, rewatch it on all of our social channels. If you have questions, check out Melissa and team at empowery.com. Thank you so much, Melissa. It's been a pleasure Thank again, you. as always, talking with you today. Everyone, this is Crossover Commerce. I'm Ron Kramer, your host. Uh, join us again. I want to say tomorrow, possibly, or even early next week. I'll be joining again with other experts in the e-commerce and Amazon space. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We'll talk to you all soon.